Hey everybody, this is Megan and Josh, and you are listening to the Parks Unpacked podcast, the show that unpacks all the tips, tricks, and news about Disney and Universal destinations. Hey guys, we are back with part two of taking kids to Disney and our best advice that we have on a day at Disney. Last week, we talked about Magic Kingdom and Epcot and kind of walked you through what we think are the best routes and best ways to go about your days. And this week, we are going to be covering Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, um, two of our favorite parks. Well, I think Animal Kingdom's my personal favorite park, but again, that changes, I think, on a week-to-week basis. It's hard to always say what my favorite is. I don't know if I would ever say Animal Kingdom's my favorite, though. Oh, it's definitely, I think it might be my, I mean, I don't know. I love Hollywood Studios a lot. I like Animal Kingdom. I just don't know that it ever. I love Animal Kingdom so Peaks much. is my favorite. Definitely Peaks is my favorite. It is this week. Um, anyway, for reference, we were going to pretend we were at Pop Century that morning. We'll take the bus over to Animal Kingdom. Um, it's actually not too far from Pop Century. So we'll get in the bus early that morning and get over there bright and early Normally, we have a breakfast scheduled for Tusker House. We really, really love Tusker House. Their juice is phenomenal. Their juice is phenomenal. Their, uh, what, what do they call the juice? I know I should know, but keep in mind I'm maybe top five horse memory alive. <laughs> Are you talking about the Pog juice that they have? That sounds like the name. Yep, that's right. It is. I can't guarantee so, anything. So you can't guarantee anything. It is so good. Um, yeah, we love their juice. And their potatoes. I don't know what it is about their potatoes, but they are so delicious. And they have Simba waffles. Oh, it's so great. And then I know we haven't got to go recently, but they uh, opened their buffet back up, and so they are a full buffet now. I don't know that I've ever eaten there when it was buffet, like serve yourself buffet style. No, so we started going to Tusker House during COVID. And so back around COVID time. And so we only went when it was family style. Yeah, so it was family style. Still buffet style, I guess, if you want to call it that, because they would just keep bringing it to you. All so you it was still eat. all you could eat. Yeah, I just mean in that sense. Uh, but they just bring it out family style to the, or they were just bringing it out family style to the table, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. So, well, we love Tusker House. If we are not starting on our morning with an early reservation at Tusker House, we are heading usually straight to Kilimanjaro Safaris because, pro tip, the animals are the most active early in the morning or right at night before they yeah, close. cooler. Yes. And so, um, which we have a lot of other tip, not even tips, but just like, I guess you could call it like the secrets of the parks. We could do a podcast called Secrets of the Parks. Um, and so just different cool, fun facts about the parks that probably no other people know, but people, some people, there's a certain niche group of people that actually care about it. Well, and I feel like depending on who you hear, you're going to get different secrets as well. So, oh yeah, for sure. There could be some that are more valuable to you. Yeah, we could totally do that, though. Let us know if you would love to hear Secrets of the Parks and what park you would love to hear things about. Because we can tell you where a lot of really cool hidden Mickeys are. We can tell you fun facts about the animals and the size of the parks. And a lot. I could get into a lot. I know way too many things. 
about those. I, I say I don't know if we can deliver on all those, but you can. Sure. That's that's definitely going to be something that's going to be stronger on my side during these podcasts. Is I know a lot of history and facts that you just probably don't know, or you know only because I talk about them. Or I knew and have the memory of a goldfish. That too. Okay, so getting back to it. So Animal Kingdom, we're starting out with either Tesker House or heading straight to Kilimanjaro Safaris. However, there are two main rides that are going to get the quickest wait times. If they are important to your family, yeah, we also... Yeah, have the shortest wait times early. Yes, right. so so we would, we would suggest that they're important to your family, running to one of those. Um, we usually hit these a little later in the day. It just, it really just depends. We just, it just depends. But those two rides would be Expedition Everest and Flight of Passage in Pandora. Uh, and they're both phenomenal rides. Uh, again, why I would say this would never peak is my top favorite park is really in like the thrill sense. They're about the only two that you have there. I mean, you could call Dinosaur a thrill, but I definitely don't love it. Yeah, that's not thrill to me. It's loud. It's so loud. If you, there, There is a strong divide of a group of people that love Dinosaur and the people that just don't care about Dinosaur. We don't ride Dinosaur usually. We've, I mean, we, we, we will sometimes, but we don't love it. It's just not. It's so loud. Yeah, it's, and it just throws it's you. It's loud. Around. And it's brutal. It's old. It reminds me of an old school wooden coaster, uh, the way it treats you. It beats you up. But before we continue down this tangent, uh, I guess back to planning our day with the kids. So we start off, if we don't have our breakfast reservation. We head straight to Africa to Kilimanjaro Safaris. And then after that, for us, we normally would kind of leave Africa and head towards the left and head straight over to Expedition Everest in Asia. Um, we we do like that ride. Our son calls it the Yeti ride. Yep. And so we like the Yeti ride a lot. Betty the Yeti. Betty the Yeti. He did. That rhymes. So if you're remember. a wilderness explorer, you know her name is Betty. Uh, wilderness explorer, side note, for your kids, they will love this. Um, you can earn your different wilderness explorer badges. And they give you a little booklet, and you go around and learn facts as you're spending your day at Animal Kingdom. It's very cute. Uh, our son did it. He absolutely loved it. And he just thought it was so fun. You get a sticker, and he just thought it was so fun. So it's a, it's a really cute thing. We talked about it at Epcot, the kid cot. Yeah, I would say it's similar to at Epcot. They, yeah, the You passport. have your passport that you get stamped. Yeah, so it's, it's very similar. It's just a way to get the kids interactive and get you to kind some, of go some all Some kind around of engagement, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So after Asia, um, our son is a big fan of the dino dig. I'm not really sure that honestly the correct term for it. It's the boneyard. Is that That's, what it's called? It's called the boneyard. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. I realize that now. It's called the boneyard. Yeah. Well, I say I, I just call it the dinosaur park. Um, you know, it's uh, what half of it's just a park for the yeah. kids to play with. It's then... located in Dino Land, USA. Right. Right. But yeah, it's literally a giant playground. And you kind of go across this really yeah, you've cool kind of got bridge, an overpass bridge yeah. type thing uh, yeah. that you go across, and there's uh, sand. It's it's not sand. It's these. Ro- it's I don't. Uh, I need to look yeah, up the like kind gravel, of rocks like it is. Gravel or something. Yeah, maybe. pea gravel. It doesn't get you dirty at all. But there's a giant fossilized dinosaur. I mean, it's, this thing's huge, 
and the kids are kind of digging around yeah, and, and there's digging different out little fossils and stuff sitting yeah. in there and they've got buckets and stuff for them to dig with it's so fun but it's all shaded and so he mm-hmm. loves it and he'll spend the whole day love it <laughs> yeah he oh he'd spend the whole day there if we let him for sure we spent hours there and then complain about not riding rides later because he didn't <laughs> realize he spent the entire day in there Absolutely. But what I love about that area is there is only one way in and out. And there is actually a cast member that is standing there making sure that every child coming in and out is with a parent. So I love that your kids, because they can easily get lost in there. Well, and they could, I mean, if they get up to the top of the playground and you're kind of not looking, they could cross the bridge and be in the other side in the the fossil area uh, or the dig site rather. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's pretty big. Um, if you were listening when we talked about the Jurassic Park um, playground again, sorry, I know that's not what it's called, but at Universal. Camp Jurassic. Uh, Camp Jurassic, there we go. <laughs> uh, it's not quite as overwhelming and mazy as that, but it's still certainly uh, something you could lose track of your kid in, of in pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so after we leave Dinoland USA... We cross back across Discovery Island and we head over to Pandora, the world of Avatar. Um, there, I believe we referenced it a few podcasts ago, but there is a drink there that Josh just loves when we talked about our favorites. It might have been the first podcast, but there's a drink there that Josh loves. It's that grapefruit beer. Yeah. Hang on. I can never remember the brand of it. While you look that up, I'll talk. So we always make sure we have a few stops there, at least... At least two, probably, because <laughs> he loves this beer so much. Schofferhofer or, or Schofferhofer. I'm not German. Sorry. <laughs> um, I did take German in high school, but I don't remember any of it. Same. But anyways, it, yeah, it's a grapefruit. Is this Hefeweizen? <laughs> I, I don't know these words. I'm not a beer connoisseur, but I do like this one. I actually don't like beer at all. Other than this grapefruit one. And it's phenomenal. Uh, I recommend it. Especially if you're stuck in a long line for Flight of Passage. So as you enter Pandora, the world of Avatar, right before you hit Navi River Journey, you will see this stand. And it has cold beers on it. And that is where you can find this. And actually, there are many places now that you can find it in Epcot also. And Animal and it's Kingdom. it's on tap in some places. Yeah. But that is just, we he beelines to it the second we get over there. He loves them. And so we always go over that way, get a drink, and then we go get in Pandora, um, the Avatar Flight of Passage ride. So this is probably, <laughs> hear me out, the biggest tip that I can give you about this area. Like, the absolute biggest. Please, you and your child need to use the restroom before you get in line for Avatar Flight of Passage. It is Even the... if there are no people in this line, go to the bathroom first. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it takes 20 minutes to walk the line with no one in it. It is the longest queue I have ever seen in my life. I don't think there's a queue that's longer anywhere else. Like Millennium, like the Millennium Falcon, or not Millennium Falcon, why did I, Smuggler's Run, mm-hmm. it has a really long queue. But this queue... I, I don't think it compares. I mean, no. I, I might be wrong, but I don't think it does. I mean, I'm genuinely going to look it up. I'm what, curious. How far, again, how far through the line were we when Titus had to pee last the va- We were literally almost to the very end where they scan you. Like, we were at the very end. And 
I can't recall. We just waited back through it, right? Uh, we because had, there was like no one, or did a cast member give us? Yeah. So what happened is, our, we got all the way that. to almost the front of the line, and our plus his heart. Our son had to go to the bathroom, and so we were literally like looking at the cast member, like, please don't make us do this again. Like, is there a bathroom somewhere in here? And she was like, I'm so sorry, but the only bathroom is outside the queue. And at so the, at the gift shop at what? the gift shop area. Yeah. yeah. So we, she was like, but you know, we'll tell them to look for you guys. Just come back through the exit gate and you'll just do this, you know, do this part again. Which sounds awesome. But oh my gosh, I swear to you, it takes 20 minutes. It takes so long. So we go, I think to exit, it's a lot quicker because you take a shorter route, but the queue itself, we had to walk all the way back to the queue all over again. Yeah. It was insane. I think I said, she said to go back to the exit. No, she meant to go to the express pass, like the, not express, but the lightning lane is what we had to go back through. So it was essentially. And that's why I asked, because I do recall as bad as my memory is, sometimes I get things um, convoluted due to remembering some moments really well and not the whole scenario. It was Star Tours. Yeah. He had to use the bathroom as well, and they had us come back through the exit line and get right back on the ride, if I remember. Yes, that right. was So that's why I had to check. Yeah. yeah, but so anyway, all that to say, please use the bathroom before you wait in this line. <laughs> so long. We are giving you a fair warning. Like, if you don't think you have to go, just go anyway. Do it anyways. Do it anyway. Um, it's just a long one. It's a long one for the little kids who just can't hold it. Um, after that, though... If you haven't eaten lunch, you could head up Satuli Canteen over there or Pongu Pongu for some snacks. They have this pineapple cream cheese egg roll at Pongu Pongu that is so delicious. It sounds so weird, but I promise you it's so good. Um, So we would encourage you to grab that snack from there. And then really from there, we hit things that we didn't get a chance to hit or we go on... um, Maybe the different trails to see some of the animals we didn't get to see. There is also a train. It's called the Wildlife Express train. And it takes you over to Rafiki's Planet Watch. And somehow we slept on this for quite some yeah. time. Back I, before, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know. Like, we just never paid attention to it no. somehow. And then once we discovered it, though, we love it now. It's great. It is a, a a kind of a time dump in that sense. Like it, it takes is. a little while to get there. Yeah. Um, uh, what are they got? Yeah. So it's called like Rafiki's Planet zoo. Watch. They have a little like animal viewing, like petting zoo. Um, they have conservation station where you. That's can... where they did the drawing as well, right? Yeah. Okay. So they have drawings there. It's they have like a little cute little drawing class where you can draw a character. You can watch them draw, and they'll teach you how to draw the yeah. character. So if they're doing, they have a really cool thing there though that if they are doing something on an animal, like whether it's like a teeth cleaning or some kind of low key operation, they're not going to show you a full on surgery. But like yeah, a low, you're not getting open heart. Yeah, <laughs> low key operation on an animal. They actually have like a viewing window where you can see it happen, which is really really cool. Um, and so yeah, so I mean that's Rafiki's Planet Watch. We would encourage you to do that if you have time, which you should it, have time. It, it does take some time though. It, it does. It is the, the quite train a train ride, ride. If I remember, it was not short. No, it, it was not. But it's all part of it. It doesn't cost extra to do that. And I do think that some people think that going to like Rafiki's, it might just, co- it's not an extra ticketed item. It is part of it. Which I think you have to go there for some of the 
stamps, right? You do have to go there stickers. for some of your stickers and for I think Wilderness that's why Explorer. we found it the first time. Yeah. Because we were like, where do we get these? So once we are finished with, you know, everything we want to do, Wildlife Express train, all that stuff, we kind of just touch on the things we haven't done. But can you name something there that you don't enjoy doing? A ride? Just out of curiosity. A ride? Something? Is there something you had in mind? Because I'm trying to think. And so, I... like, Cali River Rapids, we don't always do it. We don't I like hate it. it. We don't always do it. No, but, like, it. you like it. I don't know if I, like, love it. But I, I, I mean, don't. you've just what got I... the, the fear in you because you've heard of one of the boats flipping. Not there, I don't think. But no, somewhere. gosh, no, it wasn't there. It if was, it was there, we'd never get on it again. Um, yeah, it was a different pot. Not to put that fear in anyone, I don't think that would ever happen at Disney. Ever. I think it was an amusement park that had already had a lot of issues. And, and I'm not going to tell that whole story. It's like a terrible, terrible story. Well, I wish I would have never seen it. And again, it. there's always some possibility, but like what makes me not worried by some possibility, I mean like almost anything is possible, as in how many times has that boat went around at Disney and it has not done that? There's less than a 0.1% chance of that happening there. That is, yeah. But it could. Yeah, anyway. Okay, but that's just... The ride I was originally thinking of, it's not really a ride, I guess. It's a show. Um, it's tough to be a bug. It's just okay to me. I don't love it, per se. It, It's outdated. It's uh, very would be, outdated. Would be my only complaint. But I feel that way about almost any of those um, 3D experience movies. Yeah, um, I guess that's true. Even if they're still interactive or entertaining enough, the, the screens and stuff are just so far outdated uh, to me that it... It almost makes me sick to watch them anymore. Kind of motion sickness or something. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Um, so, yeah, I don't really love It's Tough to Be a Bug, but... it is. It, and if you're a fan of Bugs Life, so, um, it's still a pretty cool experience. Did you realize that they are replacing It's Tough to Be a Bug? And do you remember what they're replacing it with? I do remember they are replacing it. I do not remember... Zootopia. That's right, that's right. That'll be incredible. I'll probably like it a whole lot more because of that. Because I, we love Zootopia a lot. I liked it's tough to, or I like the A Bug's Life movie, but I don't know. I just don't. I don't know what it is about it that I don't love. I'm curious to see how they can retheme that to Zootopia and how it'll look. Yeah, I don't. I'm worried about the theming of the outside of it to flip to Zootopia because A Bug's Life just makes way more sense. It does make a lot like, of sense. I'm down. I mean, you're in, like, the roots of the tree, right? Yeah. When you're in the cube, so... Yeah. Uh, don't get how Zootopia fits that mold, but uh, I get why it's, it is relevant, currently popular, and would be a good update, in a sense. But. Yeah. Another must-do for us, and we would always encourage you to do it, is Festival of the Lion King. I mean, those those performers are so incredible. It's, it's, you just, you gotta see it. Don't, I don't, don't watch it on YouTube. Don't watch it before you go. Just wait and see it in person. It is so worth every second. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, the kids loved it. Yeah, the we, last time. Titus it's, inter it's entertaining enough for the adults and the children. Oh, absolutely. Time. Absolutely. I mean, there is, uh, there's something happening everywhere. It's, it's just so cool. You'll probably miss things and see them if you watch it. There is a lot going on, yeah. That's a quick overview of how we go about our day at Animal Kingdom with kids and just kind of a, a quick walkthrough with and, it. Yeah, I would say while it may seem not that organized, because typically our Animal Kingdom day really isn't. 
It's there's not so many rides that you're going to miss something is the thing. You've got maybe I mean you could miss something if you spent your whole day and then wait last minute and try think you're gonna get a uh, flight of passage and, and uh, Bobby River and no, Expedition Everest. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh you might have some trouble then. But even Expedition Everest, uh, there's been a couple of times we went and you essentially walk on. Yeah. Especially uh, early in the morning. If you get over there pretty quick, you're yeah, not earlier in the day, you can We've rode a couple times it. in a row. Yeah, we, I think we did it like three times. Yeah. Uh, the one time. Now, some of that may be misconstrued in my mind because of COVID times and whatnot as well. But I just, I feel like the uh, Avatar area, because we didn't really touch on how immersive and, I don't know, just uh, visually impressive that area is. Outside of the Flight of Passage ride. But uh, I feel like a lot of traffic is pulled there just naturally. Yeah. Uh, and Navi, we didn't touch Navi River. Uh, well, I said, I just kind of, we usually do Navi River right after we do Flight of Passage. It's right there together. It's but it can rides. have a wait. There has been times that we've skipped it because it's. It's a boat ride. It's a boat ride. It's a relaxing, cool, visually uh, awesome experience, but it's not really. It's not top. It's not like a ride to me, in a sense. It it is. I get that, but it's not. There's no thrill to it. It's just kind of like a. I would compare it to Lazy River with (laughs) pretty sights, you know. But you're not actually in the water. You're just on a boat. So. So just to end cap the day, you're starting at the beginning of the park in the oasis. We head straight over to Africa, then we go next to Asia, follow up at Dino Land USA. Then Pandora Flight of Avatar, and then that's when we go back through and touch things we did not get a chance to do. That is just the last run through. If you're looking at a map, that is the best visual we can give you um, of kind of the areas that we hit and when we hit them. Um, Obviously, there's breaks for lunch. This is definitely a day that I don't normally recommend taking a break to go back to the resort to take a nap if you're going to do that, mainly because Animal Kingdom closes early for the animals. Um, They close fairly early usually i think some nights at six o'clock uh so it's just it's just one that i would not recommend taking much of a break because you might not get a chance to finish out your day there and and it's one i mean depending on what all you're trying to catch there um obviously you probably want to slow down and actually walk through some of the zoo type areas as well oh yeah um see the tigers the you didn't really even touch on the safari Oh, I mean, I talked about it at the beginning, and I said I have tips, not tips, but I have um, things to talk about. You said to hit it early, I think, but didn't really touch on... Yeah, I mean, the safari, if you don't know what Kilimanjaro Safari says, it is basically an actual safari. Um, You get to go through and see all of the wildlife that they have there, which is an immense amount of wildlife. And we had touched on it on an earlier podcast, I remember. Um, Yeah. Not that we have that many out there, but if you were following us then or, or, you know, have heard them. Uh, it's pretty cool experiences. We got stuck with a giraffe in front of us for five or 10 minutes a time or two. You're really out there with some of the animals. I mean, with all of them, but some of them are still, you know, contained inside of there where they don't get to you, obviously. But it's so cool. I mean, there's, different when I tell you about like not secrets but just like things that you wouldn't realize like it's so cool to me you'll notice 
if you go and ride it a few times, the lot times the lions are always out on their rocks and they're visible. Well, Disney has like AC temp controlled plates underneath those rocks to cool the lions. Pads. Yeah, like a cooling pad to cool the lions off to make them want to lay in those areas to be visible. Or to, to make people. it warmer if it's a colder day. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Do. Yeah. And so it's things like that. I just it it's so smart because it not only benefits the animals, but it benefits you as you're going on the safari and you get to actually see the animals a little bit closer. Um, they just do a really beautiful job of making you feel like you're on an actual safari and hiding the spots that are blocking off animals from getting to each other. I just think the way they, they pull it off. But again, we can cover, uh, I mean, I could literally do an entire podcast on Animal Kingdom and specifically Kilimanjaro safaris. So that's probably why I didn't get into it because I knew I wouldn't stop. So next, we will talk about Hollywood Studios. So again, for the sake of this podcast, we are at Pop Century, which means we are jumping on the Skyliner to head straight over to Hollywood Studios, which is our favorite way to get there. And the only way to get there if you're a pop, (laughs) you didn't drive your own car. Um, So for us, again, we are referencing this podcast as if we are going, you are going to do what's best for your family. But it is going to be completely up to your family on what is more important to you star wars or toy story are you heading straight to slinky dog or rise of the resistance because those are really your two options if you want to tackle two of the biggest rides there if you care remotely at all about galaxy's edge and star wars i would head straight to rise of the resistance well i would say if you're worried i would say even if you care about both Maybe Toy Story just slightly more. You might still want to lean towards Galaxy's Edge because you can knock out two big rides rather than just Slinky Dog. That's true. I mean, there's other things there as well, but like as for like pure queue time, um, you can hit Rise of Resistance and Smuggler's Run very quickly. Boom, boom. So there's been many Uh, times. Smuggler's Run is not always that long of a line, but it can be extremely long. So. Obviously, Rise of Resistance is going to be your 1A, and then you can come straight off of it and head to uh, Smuggler's Run. Absolutely. And probably make the best of your time if you're trying to fit all of that in. And you can actually do that, and then you can stop over at Ronto Roasters and get a breakfast wrap, because they have the lunch ones that we absolutely love. Yeah, we've, we've talked not about. had the breakfast. We've not we? had the breakfast wraps for some reason. I don't know why. Which is funny because we love breakfast food. But and I love breakfast wraps personally. Yeah, but we've not had them. But uh, we love the Ronto wraps on a normal basis. So I have seen phenomenal things about the breakfast wraps. So you could stop in there and grab that. But either way, Toy Story Land and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge are both at the back of Hollywood Studios per se. So you're going to have both of them next to each other. So once you finish with Galaxy's Edge, you can head directly over to Toy Story Land and jump into Slinky Dog. Yeah, or if you, if it's already got a queue time and you wanted to break up waiting in another big line like that till later, you could obviously, you know, revisit that part if that works better for you. But So like we said, so for us, we're going to do what we just said. We're going to go directly to Galaxy's Edge, head up Rise of the Resistance, Smuggler's Run, and then we're going to head straight over to Toy Story Land. And hopefully get on Slinky Dog Dash. The only other ride that would possibly stop us would be Mickey's Runaway Railway if it has a low wait time. As soon as you actually enter Hollywood Boulevard and you're going down Hollywood Boulevard, you will see it straight ahead. 
Yeah, um, like you can't miss it. You literally cannot miss it. And so it is straight ahead past center stage. And so um, it's one we love too. And it does get a, a longer wait time. But it's just, it's not going to normally, on a normal day, it's not going to beat Rise. That wait time is going to be top of the line. Yeah, and and I feel like even if it's on par with Slinky, I feel like Slinky has the worst queue. It does. There. Um for the longest, if you're there and it's got a truly long line, you are just on the walking path. You, like some, yeah. you know, they'll bring umbrellas out and try to give you some shade. But then once you actually get to the real queue itself, you're still halfway in shade sometimes and just outside. So one thing to note about Hollywood Studios is this park is not a perfect circle by any means. It is very much a, a jumbled maze. There's a, there's a lot of different areas and nooks and crannies you can go into for a ride, a show, whatever. So our our rhyme and reason there after our first few rides usually just changes based off of show times and wait times because there are a few different shows we like to check out there, but you're not going to be able to walk right over and go into the show. You're going to have to wait until the next time. Right, and depending on how far that is, you might have time to go catch a ride, you know, on something nearby or uh, whatnot. So you could bounce around a little bit like that, but... I guess in a perfect world, what's our next? So We hit Star Wars. We hit Toy Story. Where are we going next? We hit Star Tours about five times. So, yeah, our son loves Star Tours. It's been there since 1987. Actually, yeah. it opened a few days before your birthday. Um, but it is, oh, a, a few years. I guess, yeah, you were born in 89. Um, but so it opened in 1987, and he loves that ride. The really cool thing about Star Tours, I don't know exactly how many it is, but it has so many different videos that you and can get. And it's been updated over time, right? So Oh yes, yeah. Um I don't know I guess I don't keep up with what videos are active at the time, but do they have all the old ones active and new ones, or is it just kind of an updated list that So it- currently they have sixty six different actual experiences that you could get some of them are going to be the same in the beginning but you're going to get a different ending so although we different... went and got the same one like three times one time i think it I recall, ended right? different a couple times but yeah it's it, if if i think maybe it just had a bad day on that one yeah or we had bad luck i don't know well we like star tours a lot um i know there are some people who just think it's old and they need to get rid of it but i think it's really cool our son thinks it's really cool too after star tours one that we usually do close to lunchtime. Our son really likes a uh, Disney Junior dance party. Mm-hmm. He's still in that age bracket to think that's really cool. So we'll go hit up that area and do Disney Junior dance party. Um, we do usually hit up the Frozen sing-along celebration. So it's so cold in there. The last couple times, as much as he loves Frozen, he fell asleep. <laughs> and it's kind of long. It's like 25, 30 minutes, I feel like. So it gave him a good little nap. It was kind of nice. I think he was ready for sleep in the Disney Junior Dance Party last okay. time, too, if I remember right. He just slept a lot last time. Okay, so there's two big rides that we kind of haven't touched on, which one of them we scarred our son for life at the age of two. He was going to be three like a month and a half later. Well, he, he was wasn't. Still two. He was two. Um, he rode Tower of Terror at two years old. He was plenty big. He also had rode Slinky Dog and Rise of the Resistance that trip, and he loved all of it. So, in our defense, we thought he was going to love it because he had done everything else and Not had the best time. Halfway in our defense. Um, 
<laughs> because right before it dropped, we realized that we had we really probably goofed. But anyways, we told him it was going to be funny before this dropped, and we convinced him of it. It started to fall. He was terrified, but acted like he thought it was funny when he got off until we asked if he'd like to ride it again. Yeah, he didn't. He he didn't think it was so so funny. He pretended it was, but then he was like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> yeah, he toughed it out. He didn't cry. I mean, you could see the shock in his eyes. He was not enjoying it. Uh, we had masks on for COVID. Then I, I believe he was so little. He's not been on it since. Did we have him on? Yeah, we had him on. So yeah, so you couldn't see his face, see it, but you could see his eyes, and he was petrified. Yeah. So we would encourage you if you're going to go over that way because you are already turning down. Sunset Boulevard, and you're kind of off in the back anyway. Go ahead and hit up Tower of Terror. And then the other ride we didn't that I was mentioning when I said there was two oh, yeah. would be the Rock and Roller Coaster, which is right there by Tower of Terror. Yeah, right? it's right there across from yeah. it. Yeah, and then right behind Rock and Roller Coaster, you have the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. Um, mm. It's a cute little show. Titus loves that. Alongside uh, Tower of Terror, you also have Beauty and the Beast live on stage. It's out in the heat, but it's shaded. You're in kind of a little amphitheater. So yeah. it is nice. It's a nice little break. There are some really good um, spots over there to grab a drink, grab some snacks, and just go take them over there and sit down. Um, so it's really awesome. And then if you are staying for the night show, which we will encourage you to stay for the night show, right in between Tower of Terror and Beauty and the Beast is going to be the entrance to Phantasmic. And so that is how you will get to Phantasmic is back that way. Um, just in case you're not sure where you go for that, that is how you get there. So yeah, that is kind of the route we take through there. So again, just like I did with the last one, I'll reference, we come in through Hollywood Boulevard, we dart far left, go all the way back to Galaxy's Edge, hit up Toy Story Land, then we head over and do Mickey's Runaway Railway, Disney Junior Dance Party, obviously any other meet and greets we want to tackle, Monsters, Inc., we have Star Tour, or no, Star Tours. We, we ride Star Tours, but uh, meeting Star Wars at Star Wars Launch Bay. Then we head to the back of Sunset Boulevard and do those rides and shows back there. There's obviously a few other rides and shows that we have missed. Sometimes we do them, sometimes we don't. And then we just kind of jump around and re-ride things we want to ride. Um, maybe only rode once and we just want to ride it again. Or skipped earlier just because the line was long and it's not something we cared that much about. Exactly. And so a big thing that we have not discussed that we love in this park are some of the food options. So we have not talked about what we usually do for lunch or dinner, really. Um, Josh, do you want to touch on one of our favorite lunch and dinner options? Uh, yeah, at lunch, uh, we usually hit the Ronto Roasters. It's in Galaxy's Edge there. It's themed uh, pretty cool. They're cooking with a pod racing or, or jet engine of some sort. And it's kind of a robot sitting there spinning the meat and using that as a grill. But the wraps, we touched on that just a little bit earlier in the podcast, are phenomenal. We haven't had the breakfast one yet, but the lunch one is great. Uh, that tea that I get. We we said it wrong. We, we called it three, three different, different names wrong, last probably. time. But it's that, I believe it's the Tatooine Sunset. Okay. It. Yes, the Tatooine Tatooine Sunset. So maybe we did use the right name. We called we it the Tatooine Sunrise. sunrise. Sunset. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but it's it's really good. Uh, I don't even remember the flavor profile. I just know I like it. You love it. You get a couple of them. Uh, do, do you have a 
breakdown of what the flavor is? Yeah, so the Tatooine Sunset, it's got the gold peak unsweetened tea and Minute Maid premium lemonade with melon and blueberry. And keep in mind, like, I don't like that golden peak tea. Yeah, you Traditionally, uh, that fountain tea. But whatever the the blueberry you said that they had in that, because yeah, even that Minute Maid lemonade is just like okay. But when they add, I don't know what that syrup or something, whatever they add in there to give that, it, it's phenomenal. I love it. I do not love it at all. But well, you don't he like likes, tea at all. He likes it a lot. So, um, another like a, a dinner option we usually pick. Do you want to touch on that? You love oh. it a lot too. They got great burgers. Oh, yeah, the Sci-Fi Diner. Yeah, we love Sci-Fi Diner. The theming there. It's so, I mean, do you want to tell them a little bit about the what it is in there? Uh, yeah, so it's, what, I guess what uh, decade is the theming? But it, anyways, it's a, a, a old school drive-in theater themed. So some of the tables, it appears you're sitting inside of a car. And there's a giant movie screen in there. It's kind of, you know, darkly lit, dimly lit, and playing old school movie type stuff on the screen. Uh, Food-wise, it's burgers, fries. Milkshakes. Milkshake, yeah. I I guess steak and shake-esque in that sense, if you're familiar with that restaurant. Maybe a little better quality than that, but... The drive-in's more of like a 60s era thing. Yeah, this, I, I was thinking, but I didn't want to say 60s and it was 50s or something, you know. Well, they also have, it's 60s because they also have Primetime Cafe. That's the 50s theme. Mm. It's 50, It's te- technically actually called 50s Primetime Cafe okay. that they also have there. Um, but yeah, sci-fi. I mean, you like you said, you're literally sitting inside of a, a car, basically. Little now, which booths. all the tables aren't cars right no and so if you do walk-up reservations and you don't have a reservation that's already there and you just try to get on the walk-up wait list you are not guaranteed to sit in a car i was told you will probably get a small table in the back but if you have your reservation ahead of time most likely 60 days out you usually are guaranteed to get a car unless you have just such a large party they have to sit you somewhere else yeah so and it's it's a good uh restaurant the theme is awesome one other food or really mostly beverage spot that we should touch on for anyone that's a Star Wars fan. It's phenomenally themed. The drinks are great. The food is uh, from the Star Wars realm. I'll say that for it. Oga's Cantina. Um, The reason I wanted to touch on this spot is because I didn't want you to make a reservation thinking you're going to have a real meal. Uh, it's basically appetizers and drinks. With that being said, uh, if you're a big Star Wars fan, it's kind of a must-do because of the theming. Uh, the drinks are great. They have non-alcoholic variations of, I wouldn't believe all of them. I've not looked, but there's so many. There's so many drink options. There's, there's something there's so for literally options. everyone there. Uh, you get cool themes like you've got the dry ice when the smoke rolling off of them to, to look like they're frozen much like Boba Fett did to Han Solo um you get them with the what are those beads boba the the boba beads or or whatever they call them yeah you get those floating in there it looks like there's eyeballs in your drinks and different stuff like that the theming's cool um 
However, again, there's not that much food options or not that great of food options. There's only two food options. Uh, and then on top of that, you are not guaranteed a seat. So depending on your situation with kids, it's not a great experience for them. The reason uh, or you if you're stuck holding them the whole time like we were Titus the first time. The reason is they you have a 45-minute time limit in there. It is a very popular place and sometimes can be very hard to get a reservation for. And it's not very big. It's pretty well, small. You prob- They probably fit maybe maybe 50 people. Well, and there. the theming is a space bar cantina, you know, that travelers are coming in before they, cat- you know, fly to their next point. They just get a drink or whatever. So it's set up the way it should be for the theme. It's just not convenient. They don't have high chairs and stuff. Or if you're stuck at one of the standing tables, you're literally just going to hold your small child. The table's like four foot tall, yeah. maybe taller. So it's not a great experience if you're in that situation. And yeah, they're just they're just piping out people in and out of there. So um, you forgot about one very important place to you on Echo Lake across from Hollywood and Vine and Frozen. Maybe a place called PV's Polar Pipeline that has a bourbon, bourbon slushy. <laughs> bourbon slushy. Bourbon and Coke slushy. Bourbon and Coke slushy. He freaking loves these they are so good it is actually not going to be on your map if you pull up my disney experience and you are trying to find it you cannot find it but if you look for hollywood and vine which is going to be right by the entrance after you walk in hollywood boulevard and you turn left you will literally see it right there on your right between it's like hollywood and vine and echo lake is right there it's just a small little stand um it's got Coke products, you can see, but it's called PV's Polar Pipeline. It says frozen Coca-Cola concoctions. It's got, I think, some like frozen lemonades, other things like that, but he obviously goes for the bourbon slushy. Yeah, it's a Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey and Coke. So, not bourbon, but whiskey and Coke. My bad. Yeah, whatever. It's made in Tennessee. It can't be bourbon. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that is a recap of our day, foods we would eat, how you end the day. I know I said Fantasmic is happening. They also have the wonderful world of animation that happens over by Mickey's Runaway Railway. Um, but the way that you end the day is we would catch the Skyliner and we would head back home. Um, so it's, Hollywood Studios can be quite a busy day. It's got some top-tier rides with some top-tier lines. So it is one that if you are going to try to use Genie Plus, you want to navigate it and utilize it that day and pay for it. It is one that I would personally pay for because it's probably going to be the mo- the longest lines that you wait in out of all the days. For thrill rides. Yeah, for thrill rides. So um, that was just a quick kind of run through of what we do when we go to Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom for a day as our family and kind of the path that seems to help us to get the most out of our days. Yeah, we hope that some of the information we gave was helpful to you all. And we will catch you on next week's podcast. 